Welcome to a conversation powered by Connected Learning, where we chat with some of today's leading minds about new learning approaches designed for the demands and opportunities of the digital age. Connected Learning values the new ways many young people today access information, gain expertise, and learn alongside peers and mentors using the internet, social networks, and digital technology. We're excited you're here to join the conversation as we seek to make learning relevant. Hi everyone, this is Natalie Warren. I'm the event manager and youth ambassador for the Connected Learning Alliance. And today we are talking with Dominique James, a Chicago native about Connected Learning, specifically her experience as an aspiring performance artist and self-published author. Dominique, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, as a young woman, Dominique found community and empowerment in a dynamic, innovative team learning space in Chicago designed to inspire collaboration and creativity called Umedia. To say that she quickly thrived and stood out among the rest would be an understatement. She was captain of the Umedia Slam Poetry team, which was selected to be on the Youth Advisory Board for Lady Gaga's Born This Way Foundation. She has also performed with Yo-Yo Ma. The performance is exceptional. The Chicago Symphony Orchestra and Victoria Gardens Theater. And now at 19 years old, she is attending the Howard University, just finishing up her freshman year as an English and French major. Dominique, from one Chicago native to another, I am really excited to talk with you today. <laughs> All right, so if you want to start out and just um, tell me a little bit about your journey and your experience at UMedia and how you developed this passion for poetry, that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to say that the passion for poetry preceded my first encounter with UMedia. I've been writing poetry for a very long time. I believe it started about second grade when I discovered this website, rhymezone.com, and it's basically a rhyming dictionary. And as a second grader, that was really fascinating to me. I didn't know so many words could rhyme, and I proceeded to be, I think, looking back, very obnoxious and just write lots of things that would rhyme. And um, after that, like I went to elementary school, I would have various encounters with poetry in my English courses. And then I remember one time, probably around middle school, sixth grade, you have the option to write a very, very long essay or write a 15-line poem. And I was like, definitely going to go with a 15-line poem. Discovered I was good at it and got more comfortable with speech competitions. I had them all through elementary school. But around middle school, I got very comfortable with it and more into it. And so I went into high school ready to join the slam team because I was comfortable writing and performing poetry. And I want to perform my own poetry, um, BNV Brave New Voices, which is an international um, slam poetry competition for youth, was in Chicago that summer before I entered high school. And I was like, wow, this is super fun. I want to do it. Turns out my high school had a slam team. So my freshman year of high school, I was on my school slam team. And then I ended up going to UMedia, just like random, like a friend invited me. And right when the space had just opened and I was like, wow, this is amazing. One mentor's brother, Mike, found out I wrote poetry and reached out to me and got me involved in some programming there. And I ended up joining UMedia Slam team for the rest of uh, my high school experience. So Connected Learning has three main learning principles. 
most of which align similar to the um, U-media uh, principles. They're interest-powered, peer-supported, and academically oriented, and then three design principles, production-centered, openly networked, and shared purpose. Which of these principles do you identify with the most, and which do you feel like have been most influential in your growth becoming a performance artist? Okay. Um, I think the ones that have been that I identify with and the ones that are most or that have been most influential are gonna be the same. They'd have to be um interest powered and production centered. I think those two just go hand in hand when you have something that you're interested in. It's easier and you're more inclined to go and produce whatever that may be. Um, you meet is very big on this phrase of colleagues and trying to make us quote, producers and not consumers. And so it's important to me to partake in the art and whatever it may be that I enjoy consuming and become a producer of it and get involved in that process on the other side of it. So those two tenants are really important to me. Awesome. Um, and there has been a huge push in the last few years to make, to make sure that art is held up to the same importance in the student's education as science, as technology, um, engineering, and math. And it's clear, obviously, through your career path um, and what you've chosen in your interests that art is very influential. Why do you feel it's important that we encourage integration of art and design into K-12 education? I think it's super important. Like, I myself, like, I do not consider myself at all artistically inclined. I've only taken, <laughs> well, how many art classes? I took... Yeah, I took one semester, or I guess two semesters of art one year, my freshman year. And then I had art classes maybe on and off, depending on funding when I was in elementary school. So that part of me has never been cultivated. And I promise you, to this day, I'm upset about it. I definitely had a really weird job interview where they asked me to draw a doodle representing myself. And I couldn't <laughs> do more than stick figures and hearts. And I, I was really upset. I, was, I really wish I could draw because that's I think it's a very important part that hasn't been cultivated. And be like, okay, yes, I can write poems. But that's not nearly, that does not capture the scope of art that mm -hmm. I could be involved in. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel really weird if I was like a 20 year old going to art classes, but that might just have to happen because I wasn't afforded the opportunity. And I think it's important just because the brain is a vast place and you're neglecting an entire part of it when you don't allow that material to be taught. And I, I know I think this world is very like driven on concrete skills. Like here are skills that will directly lead you to a job. But I'm pretty sure for every single job interview I've had so far, and I've worked all through high school and including my freshman year of college. So it's only five years of job experience, but every interview asked me about communication skills. So that expressive part that you're not really working on in engineering or math courses or science mm -hmm. courses that's not like directly being um, tapped. That is being honed in on in your art classes. They're teaching you to express yourself and just various methods of doing it. And so I think it's definitely important. Absolutely. Do you feel like that would have improved your education experience having definitely. all those experiences? Yes. I'm, as I said, I still have a bone to pick with Chicago public schools. <laughs> definitely do. <laughs> like if anything, just so I could draw more than a stick figure. But totally to be honest, I just think it's an important communication tool and it's an important tool of reflection. And because it's not forced, but mm -hmm. yes, okay, communication is definitely taught when you write a paper. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. But when it's done over an art form or an art medium, 
it's more subliminal. It's less pressured. It's more of a like subconscious effort. And that I think cultivates a real natural skill of communication. Yeah, I completely agree. Very well said. <laughs> so during your time at Umedia and even beforehand, when you said that you first kind of developed your passion for um, poetry and spoken mm -hmm. word, how do you feel that working and collaborating with other like-minded young people helped your engagement in the classroom, helped you academically? Um, I'm not necessarily sure it helped me academically because I wasn't necessarily afforded that opportunity okay. in school. So it do definitely you think helped me artistically, it, like, of course. Yeah. Do you think it would have helped you? Of um, course. Oh, my God. Like, it really would have. Because I think the same skills would have, and the, the, not necessarily the same skills, but the same success I had collaborating with people mm -hmm. on art. It, there's no reason why that would not transfer over to an academic setting. Like, yeah. and it, it's not, it's never going to be as simple as, like, okay, here's a group project. No, I'm sorry. That's not collaborating. That's not, I'm going to need my teachers to be a little more creative than that. But if you can cultivate like that same environment of like bouncing ideas off of one another and like really using each other as growing tools, if a teacher could do that, yes, that would be phenomenal. And I think increase the success in the classroom. Yeah. Do you feel that um, now, now you're obviously majoring in English and French at Howard. Mm -hmm. um, tell us kind of how you are able to balance your academic career while also staying involved creatively with your writing, with poetry, kind of how you're able to balance that. I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know if I am able to balance it. <laughs> you're like, I'm still working on it. I'm like, yeah, we're still working on that. I did very, very well in high school, but I noticed like as soon as I got to college, I was like, I have, I promise you I haven't written a poem since I wrote my book, which is terrible. Don't tell anybody. It's going to be published as a podcast, but it's okay. No, I just, um, for me, it was different because I went to a whole new city. Okay. Had I went to school in Chicago, without a doubt, would have still been writing poems because I have a very, very strong and connected artistic community here. Mm -hmm. Who I like, I'm surrounded, all of my friends are artists, so that wouldn't have been a question. But to uproot and move halfway across the country definitely had a bit of a shock like, okay, that community is not here, and so I had to slowly rebuild that. So I am finding that, but I also definitely have to ask myself sometimes, like, am I going to be able to continue to pursue both things, like, with mm -hmm. as much energy as they both require? Like, is there like at this point, I don't know, because it's definitely something I'm considering as a 19 year old that's moving on towards her future. Do I have, like, am I at a fork in the road? Is this a fork in the road that's like been made for me? Am I making it for myself? Like, can I continue to both like pursue my academics and like the profession? I'm like, I don't necessarily want to be a writer as my profession. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not sure if that's a, if like that question of like to abandon your art for your career is something that like people just ask for themselves. Like they create this issue that's not even a thing. Like, of, like the answer very well could be, of course you can do both. Right. We're just creating that question. I'm not sure. I really don't have that answer for you because I'm definitely thinking about it myself right now. What do you feel like, obviously that's not a question that you're only struggling with. I feel like all young people struggle with that. I struggle mm -hmm. with that, still, still working <laughs> on that. What do you feel, do you foresee some sort of solution or something that young people um, can do to help them balance the kind of workforce life, college educations, but also 
continue to do things that you're interested in and that you're passionate yeah. about? Do you, what do you feel like could be a possible solution to that? I really think what's necessary is like a very drastic cultural revolution. Like I, I have been a benefactor of, I don't know if benefactor is the correct word I was looking for. I have benefited from mm -hmm. um, arts programming for youth. Great. Like that is big. Well, you really don't ever see like arts programming for adults. Like that's not a thing. And I'm not saying that it should be, but if you can create this environment where adulthood does not mean a total abandonment of mm -hmm. this creative self and like only focusing on professional pursuits, if that culture could be created, then that'd be great. And so it's, I don't, it, it definitely exists for some people. Cause I of course have mentors that have succeeded in doing that. So it does exist. And for me, it's just a matter of creating that for myself and saying, all right, here's how I want my life to be. How can I make mm -hmm. this happen? Agreed. Well, the cool thing is, um, I'm not sure um, how much you've read into kind of what we're doing, but so we, I read to you the principles that um, Connected yeah. Learning has, the interest-powered, peer-supported, academically oriented. And so we've recently created an alliance surrounding those principles um, called the Connected Learning Alliance. And that is who I work for. And I work with a team um, of um, academics, of people involved in tech, of um, young people, of culture changers, of a lot of different people who are, are, are kind of mission is to make sure to um, implement and and push forward those, all of those principles. And so that's kind of, that's why it's been really cool to talk to you about um, your struggles, the things that you've benefited from, especially surrounding these principles, because that's kind of what we're aiming to do. We're aiming to make sure that people don't have to, that young people especially can be able to merge their academic career with their interests and be able to work with like-minded people like that. So do you feel like some, obviously we're very new in the game where we've just recently actually launched the Connected Learning Alliance, but do you feel like that is a good thing basically to have a group of people that have surrounded this this um to make sure that these interests are pushed forward and to make sure that that's our mission yeah like of course that's a good thing like i feel like anything that identifies a problem and then goes about trying to find solutions and also does that like in a community environment like by grouping people together that have like a quote shared purpose mm -hmm. that of course, it's always phenomenal and it fills a void that's there. I agree. And I'm hoping that we can kind of address some of those questions and those struggles that you and I have faced in the past um, with your career versus your interests and all that kind of stuff. So um, honestly, Dominique, this has been so fantastic to talk to you and your insights on school and education and arts have been um, great. And I wanted to kind of give you some time if you wanted to give a shout out to any projects you're working on, any websites you have, um, any events that are coming up for you um, so that we can give you an opportunity to share those with the listening audience. Yeah, for sure. Um, right now, I am currently on what I have deemed vacation. Um, so I'm in a brief relaxation period, but you can um, keep in touch and stay updated on anything I have coming up on my website, neekjames.com. That's N-I-Q-J-A-M-E-S.com. Perfect. We will do that. And we'll be sure to add that link when we launch this. Um, again, it was so great chatting with you about connected learning, Dominique, and I cannot wait to see um, what you do next with yourself. And we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Natalie.
Thanks for joining us here at the Connected Learning Alliance. If you missed any of this conversation or want to listen to more discussions, check out our website at clalliance.org or subscribe to our podcast channel on iTunes. See you back here for more talks with change makers and thought leaders who are building the next generation of learning.